There's no discrimination, judgment, or, or stigma. I can say that. Pineapple Support provides free and subsidized therapy, ensuring that every member of the pineapple family is cared for should they need it. Uh, they, they create a safe, caring environment in which every performer can be proud. You can tell I read your uh, who, who is uh -huh. Paige, huh? Uh, <laughs> Pineapple Support alleviates the isolation felt by many performers by supporting each other so that no one ever feel alone. They promote mindfulness and positivity, being proactive and caring for performers' mental health and to spread happiness. Pineapple Support Society is the brainchild of you, who uh, you're a British performer who originally had the idea after attending the Expos and Avian Award shows in January of 2018. Now, around that time, you and all of us were deeply affected by the news of the many lives lost to suicide during the previous few months. You decided it was time to take action and it was time to make a change. Pineapple Support was born. Together with directors Lane Farron, Dr. Jenna Field, Kelly Marsh, Christina Carter, and your board of chairs, Pineapple Support is growing rapidly. If I could just make this, uh, this uh, teleprompter go a little faster. Pineapple Support <laughs> Society is a registered nonprofit in the U.S. I just made it slower. And is a registered <laughs> U.K. charity. You got to love that. Okay, why don't we get on to the <laughs> why don't we get on to the questions here? Okay, so um, well, I, I may have already covered this, but uh, I'll let you I'm say uh, what we're going to talk I, about now. Uh, no, no, I can't. I can't think of anything. But uh, between you and I, I'm sure we'll figure something out. Uh, what is pineapple support beyond what I just discussed? Um. So Pineapple Support is a, well, a non-profit organization um, that provides free and subsidized mental health care to people who work in the adult industry. Now, the, the point behind this really is, is as you mentioned, is stigma-free because mm -hmm. there have been a lot of performers who have, have reached out for therapy through their insurance or whatever, and the therapist treats them for their, for their career choice rather than, rather than their <laughs> mental health stresses. Yeah. Um, you know, bringing everything back to to their to their job, and you know that that doesn't happen to to Joe Ordinary. Um, exactly. And then also, there's the point that a lot of performers can't get insurance, um, and if if they can't, it is extremely expensive. And this is a sure. this is a job that you know you you can't guarantee you may you may earn thousands one month, but then the next month you may only earn a couple of hundred bucks. Right. So so by signing up to an, an insurance that's, that's going to cost you upwards of a thousand a month is, is, you know, it's a big ask. Um, so we're, so we're so, ensuring that with this stressful job, with this job that, that has so much stigma attached to it, um, that you do have a safe place to go to, um, and safe place to turn when, when you do need that mental health support. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, mental health in itself has a stigma. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, research into mental health is 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 young. You know, there's that mm -hmm. people haven't been looking into it for a long time. No one really right. understands it. Um, sure. So, of of course, people are unsure. I, I think in the past year or so, mm -hmm. 
maybe longer, not just the past year or so. Sorry, um, you know, people are talking about yeah. it a lot more. It's, it's become a hot topic yes. um, to try and to try and break. A down lot, a lot of that has to do with the fact that you guys started. Thank you. An adult, an adult, anyway. <laughs> well, it's true. An adult, yeah. I mean, you know, I've seen, I saw a post recently. Um, you know, that we're talking about the stigma and mental health. A, a post from a producer in in Europe on Twitter mm-hmm. who said that mm-hmm. um, he would not work with anyone with mental health issues, and um, and anyone that was taking medication for depression or taking medication for anything or had any kind of history of mental health shouldn't be shouldn't be in the industry. People should um, should should tell him who they are, and he'll never hire them. And maybe, you know, he shouldn't be, things, maybe he shouldn't be. Maybe he shouldn't be in the industry. Maybe he shouldn't That's be in exactly the industry. What I'm yeah. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't be in the industry. What a horrific thing to say. And so yeah. you've got people who are, you know, already stigmatized with what they do. Then they right. have um, some, some mental health stresses. And mm-hmm. now they don't feel like they can talk to anyone about it. Because even if they talk right. to their friends who are in the industry, right. they, could, they could have an argument and go and tell a producer and they don't get hired again. It's just, yeah. Yeah, the stigma around around mental health is is not helped by by certain people. We are trying to break down those barriers as fast hey, as a, we can, but, but it's a, hard. I'm a, I'm a proud, I'm a very proud bipolar, so I completely get it. Um, and who doesn't have some kind of mental health I'm issue? Exactly. My God. You know, I, I, I think that uh, I think that person probably has issues he doesn't even know about, or he probably does know about them. Um, so, how did you get in the industry? Um, so, I guess it was always on my on my kind of radar. Uh, from about 15, 16, I started going to fetish parties, wow. and then working. I know. Um, and then working after school and on Saturdays in a, in a shop in my hometown that sold, uh, bondage and fetish equipment and club wear and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, it was all, he, he actually ran the, the guy who had the shop used to run the fetish parties. So, so that's mm-hmm. how we met. But they, they really looked after me. I didn't even know anything was going on other than fancy dress. <laughs> um, just that I'd met a really cool group of people. Uh, (laughs) it wasn't until I think I was almost 18 that he opened a little door and went, Oh, by the way, this is also going on. Okay. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Managed to keep that quiet. Um, (laughs) and then I worked at, um, some strip clubs, 18, 19, Mm -hmm. um, then got into a relationship, got married. It was terribly boring. So, (laughs) Put a, put a stop to that, um, and then, and then I started my own boutique, and I got a, I had a proper job and things, a proper boring job, um, and then the recession hit, so I jumped uh, yes. ship and decided if everyone is if no one's going out, then they're staying home, and if they're staying home, they're going to want sex toys. So uh-huh. I opened a an online boutique that sold quite this was a very high end heavy duty mm-hmm. BDSM equipment. Um, and on the side, just started, started doing uh, professional dominatrix work. Mm. I used to run fetish parties and then the professional dominatrix work started getting filmed and I started getting asked to model. Um, mm-hmm. And then it just went from there really. Interesting. All quite natural. Very interesting. Yeah. Yes. A progression. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did you start thinking about this organization? Was it actually at those shows or had you thought about it before? 
Um, it was just after those shows. I remember with Expos LA when I learned about all, all, all the deaths that happened in the industry that year, mm-hmm. and so many of them due to, to ill mental health. Um, I was there having a great time, and then suddenly I found myself crying watching all the names come oh. up on the screen because you know, this is the first yeah. time I'd experienced this. Sure. Um, and and that was that. And then you get caught up in Expos and you get caught up in AVN. And it wasn't until I was on the flight on my way home uh, from from Vegas, and I'm I was sat there on the seat thinking about what 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 I'd experienced and what was going on, and sure. you know I've, I've I used to do a bit of a bit of stuff for charity here in Ibiza, um, kind of do mm-hmm. functions to raise money for the the orphanages or the animal shelters. Um, nice. I've kind of done, I've done food banks and things for when mm-hmm. certain individuals have, have been too, too ill to work. Um, and, you know, I kind of thought, why, why am I putting all this effort that I'm putting into this? I could be putting into helping a community that was very much there for me when, you know, all, all through my life. Sure. So I started thinking about that and looking into you know, charity and porn and how hard it was for porn companies to donate to charities because most people wouldn't take their money. Um, And, and kind of decided that maybe I should do something and how to do it. And spent a week at uh, Jenna Field, who's one of our directors. She's also a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, Spent a week at her place, sat on her, sat on her sofa with a load of notebooks in front of me (laughs) and, and came up with pineapple. That's awesome. That's awesome. You mentioned Ibiza. So you, how long have you lived out there? Five years yesterday. Mm. It's my Ibiza anniversary. Congratulations. <laughs> how do you like it? I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't go clubbing. I don't do any of the kind of busy, touristy, loud stuff. I live sure. in a little, a little oh, quiet color surround. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. pine trees, nice walks, there's beautiful beaches. Mm-hmm. Um, Going out on the boat for the day. Not that I have a boat, but I try and chat up a friend with one. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Island life. It's wonderful. Yeah, it sounds good. I, I, I think any of us who live in tourist destinations, you know, I'm in Thailand by the beach. Kind of the same thing. You know, you're not necessarily going to be doing tourist stuff, except when tourists come in town. <laughs> yeah. And then it's very <clears throat> expensive. Indeed. Having, indeed. Having friends come to stay is very expensive. Uh, yes, indeed. So uh, do you offer the same support globally? Um, yes. Yes and no. So, No, it's got to be one of the two, Leah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we offer support on a global level. So okay. anyone in the world can access the support that we offer. But we treat every country differently in mm-hmm. how we are approaching them because it's, it's been, it's been a big learning curve. You know, at the, at the, at the beginning, I just wanted to do one blanket, what one size fits all mm-hmm. um, idea for, 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 for every culture. And of course mm-hmm. that doesn't work. Um, right. You know, it's, it's really interesting. You know, just that, you know, the difference between the U S um, and the UK between um people in spain sure uh between between colombia we have a full-time therapist in colombia the way all that works um so so although we we offer the same therapy globally we we do it we're having to to 
discover each culture and how each culture approaches therapy, which oh, is it's just really interesting. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure sure it's a it's a learning process for sure. Yeah, but I think uh, we've got about almost 15 languages between our therapists at the moment. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That yeah, is which is awesome. pretty cool. Some, is, some of them I've never heard awesome. of. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so what are you guys doing to help those who've been feeling the emotional effects of COVID-19? Because I think everyone is stressed right now looking at the four yeah. walls around them. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's the, un, it's the not knowing as well. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know what, when it's going to end. We don't know how it's going to end. Um, if it's going to um, end. <laughs> God, don't say that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's, it's an interesting one. But, uh, no, so we're, obviously we've had a lot of um, individuals coming forward for, for, for one-on-one therapy, mm-hmm. um, which we're, we're desperately trying to raise extra funds for at the moment um, because we sure. we know that this isn't going to end soon and even when yeah. the isolation and the pandemic ends the lasting effects of isolation um, oh, will, sure. will continue for months um, mm-hmm. so we're, we're working hard to provide um, more workshops so we have a workshop mm-hmm. um, coming up soon but we're doing we're doing them every month and we're we've now spoken to the therapists and for the foreseeable, we're, we're focusing more to have a link to being in isolation and lockdown. Right. That can always be changed at a later date. And we're also working to provide a lot more uh, support groups. So okay. we're now going to be running support groups every month because uh, it's a great way for people who may be, you know, often in the effects of isolation to connect with other people, to, to talk to not just a one-on-one with a therapist, but to, mm-hmm. to connect with other people about what's going on. And it's a great idea to then be able to reach out to those people individually to have, you know, to, to have a support mm-hmm. group. Um, right. So, so yeah, we're, 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 we're really trying to focus all of our attention on ways that we can provide as much care as possible to, to people who are being affected at the moment. And I, I'm, I'm currently writing a lot of blogs, which I'm not good at. <laughs> 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 doing my best um on on ways to to help alleviate the feelings of isolation and lots of nice links to uh free online courses like free mm-hmm. art groups um okay. I, ju- I found a really cool website yesterday which was for cooking um mm. but it's it's so it's got a list of all the things you've probably got in your fridge mm-hmm. and you can tick what tick what you have and then it comes up with a recipe that you can make just with what you've got there Love it. Love it. Um, So, so go ahead. (laughs) You sure now? Okay. So, so now what are the different options available for people seeking support through pineapple? Uh, So we have, we have four, five main options. Okay. Um, The, the first one is the, the one-on-one therapy. Uh, we have currently almost, I think we have 118 therapists, and that's mm-hmm. across Canada, the US, Colombia, UK, Europe, and Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, they speak a multitude of languages. Uh, okay. And you can, the way, the way you apply for therapy that way is you visit uh, pineappleport.org. Um, 
go to the the therapy page there's an application form to complete it's really simple uh we do need your your personal details obviously because this is mm-hmm. a you know this, this is a real mental health care and so sure. um, and then we can connect you with a therapist usually within kind of three days hmm. uh, it, it, occasionally it takes longer depending on if you're in a state because in America you can't treat across state lines so if we have um, if all the therapists in your state are currently full then then we need to wait a couple of weeks usually um, okay. but, but generally it's it's very very fast um, right and the the second resource which we're going to really try and push during um, during COVID isolation is the 24-7 emotional support mm-hmm. now that is manned by volunteer listeners They've all been trained in active listening, and then there's an optional kind of 50 more courses. But the idea with that is it's all it's all text based. You can go online anytime, see who's available to chat, and just have someone there that that will listen. Um, mm-hmm. And can it's completely anonymous, so you can talk about anything that's going on. Okay. Uh, and. Yeah, the, the idea is just to be to be there for each other, and it's great if if anyone listening would like to be a volunteer listener, you can do so. Very <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really great service, and it's helped a lot of people. And sure. and I think that's going to be something that should be should be really well utilized during during lockdown. So you know, having that someone there immediately is is great. Um, that's awesome. We also have the the webinars, which I was discussing. We're doing those every month. They are advertised through our sponsors. Right. Um, so, and and also on experts, experts on that. Um, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the support groups running. So you can access those on the website as well. See what we've got coming up. Right. I'll be updating those this week. And uh, and also we have the pineapple summit which is an annual mental health summit where yeah. uh, pineapple support therapists talk on different mental health topics. Um, That's cool. And this, yeah. And you can go on, it's pineapplesummit.org. You can look at the archive and all the, all the videos are there from previous, from mm-hmm. previous uh, summits. And this year we are purely focusing the summit on um, trauma, sexual trauma, um, uh, stalking, abuse, mm-hmm. uh, and um, do, we're doing that in honor of Dr. Amy Harwick, who was a pineapple support therapist who was murdered by her uh, ex-boyfriend. Ugh. That's Not terrible. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, awful. Awful. What an mm-hmm. incredible, wonderful, kind, amazing person. And yeah, it, it, I'm absolutely heartbroken by it. I can imagine. Um, you know, we, we, we do what we can, and I feel like finding a way to to help others in that position and and mm-hmm. uh, provide information and resources sure. is is at least is at least something that we can do. Absolutely. So, how can anyone listening to this? You've mentioned some ways, but how else can they get involved or help Pineapple Support? Um. So volunteer, please. Right. <laughs> uh, and also individuals can donate through the website. Um, okay. As I said, at the moment, it's really important that we carry on being able to provide 
this level of care to to persons in the industry because this is going to be an extremely rough few months. Um, if you yes. have a company that is not already sponsoring pineapple support, <laughs> then it then it should be. <laughs> yes, yes. So what are the what are the levels what are the levels of support of I'm sorry of sponsorship. The levels of sponsorship start from as low as a thousand a year. Oh, really? uh, so okay. yeah, and you can you can even pay that monthly. So if you're if you're mm. a small company, you haven't got a, a is that is that a thousand is that a thousand monthly? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> um, yeah, a, a thousand a year, and you can pay you know pay that however it works works best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go up kind of five, ten, twenty-five, fifty, seventy-five, up to a hundred thousand a year. Mm. Um, so there's there's lots of different levels in there, but hopefully they're accessible to to pretty much everyone. Okay. Uh, and if and let's say somebody sponsors, besides that they're doing a good thing, what are other advantages they're going to have <laughs> from a business apart, standpoint? Apart from that warm, fuzzy feeling. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All that. Um, so, so you get you get access to the to the webinars, and you can um, promote mm-hmm. those directly to to the people working in your company, performers, or or, or um, execs, or mm-hmm. whatever admins. Yeah. Um, right. The we will put your name logo on the website. We will mm-hmm. release a press release across mm-hmm. all the main media mags. We'll have mm-hmm. a blog on the website. Your logo will be on all the printed promotional materials, right? Uh, and I'm trying to think what else. I'm sure there's many other things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, most mostly okay. it's you, know, you get some, get some promotion. We get some backlinks, and yeah. and you'll have you'll have your name out. And there's a little badge to put on the website. And you know, mm-hmm. I've I've heard from some performers that that now they they look for, for example, cam companies who sponsor us. Sure. Because they know that then the, the company that they're working with cares about the performers. Um, exactly. And once once you're once you're a sponsor, you can then put a link on your on the on the performer side of the website so they can mm-hmm. click directly through to Pineapple Support. Um, so that you know it is it's a really nice way to show the people working with you that that you really do care about their well being. Okay. Okay, great. Um, now I notice uh, your list of sponsors growing. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you might have already covered this. Why should somebody listening to this sponsor? But I'll ask it anyway. Tell me why somebody should sponsor. Um, I mean, performers are a stigmatized community. They yep. have very unique stresses, mm-hmm. and it can be very, very challenging and emotionally draining in this in this industry Mm um everyone needs support everyone needs to know that they have that safety net should they need it sure and of course you know we we want this to be a happy hard-working industry we want we want people to be making as much money as they possibly can at the end of the day that's why anyone works Uh um if you enjoy your job fantastic but at the end of the day, we all work because we need we need money. Sure. Um, so, if someone is in a good good place mentally and they're feeling empowered and they're, they're feeling confident in themselves, then not only are they going to make more money, 
but obviously the, the platforms they're working with are going to make more money as well. So it's a, it's a win-win for absolutely everyone involved. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and I, I can't encourage uh, everyone out there more to get involved in Pineapple. I think what you're doing is fabulous. Um, I, I, too, was just completely shocked and taken aback by um, by the suicides and the other things I've heard about performers struggling. And it just uh, it breaks my heart, you know. And I, I just think, I just think it's, a, it's a fantastic thing um, that you're doing. I, I think I very much admire how you've grown it and where it is today versus where it was. And um, yeah, I, I just, I just have to uh, have to credit you for that, Leah. Thank you very much, Bruce. I appreciate that. I'm very proud of what's been accomplished, and and mm-hmm. you know when I look at. I look at the testimonials um, that we that we receive from from performers who have used our service. It's mm-hmm. just it, it you know it's absolutely wonderful. Um, yes. The the guys and girls, guys and girls that we have on our board <laughs> are incredible. I mean, yes. It just I'm 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 so honoured to to have to have these people as as, as part of of my tiny little idea. <laughs> <laughs> your tiny ideas become a big idea and that's awesome yes, that's has. all that's all you, you must feel <laughs> a big sense of satisfaction so yeah absolutely very much so fabulous well leah i'd really like to thank you very much for being on adult site broker talk today i hope to get you back for a future so- show soon and thanks again fantastic thank you darling take care okay you too My broker tip today is part five of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. When you decide to sell your website, make sure you have the following information available for potential buyers. Detailed information about your company, your website, and any other aspect of your operation that the potential buyers may want to find out about. This should include for a pay site, a detailed inventory of your content, number of images, and number of videos, how much of it is exclusive and how much is non-exclusive, financial information for at least the last three years if your company is that old. This should include sales reports, profit and loss statements, and billing reports. Get all of the information organized in a legible format that a good broker can use to sell your property. If you decide to sell it yourself, Organize a list of potential buyers and start the process of contacting them. Be realistic about what your company is worth. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us. In today's market, the kiss of death is overpricing your property. Is there anything that a potential buyer needs to know, such as, are you being sued? Do you have any substantial debts, etc.? Don't let these things be a surprise to the potential buyer. They'll either find out before the sale and not buy, or they'll find out after the sale and you'll have another lawsuit on your hands. Disclose everything. We'll talk more about the subject next week. And next week, we'll be talking to Philip, the CEO of Quantox Technology. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd like to once again thank my guest, Leah Tennant of Pineapple Support. Talk to you again next week. Broker Talk.